0: Everybody, welcome to Potter Time. Ryan Lindley here, as always, with Eric Myers. A couple additional guests today. We have Morton High School girls track coaches Joe Zeller and Jace Mortimer. Guys, first of all, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate you have take, carving out some time in the schedule to join us here today. I
1: oh, appreciate you having us on.
0: Yeah, glad to be here. At this point, I think I'll toss it over to Eric. He'll ask, he's got a few questions to sort of start us off here, and I'll jump back in a little bit later. But Eric, what do you got for these, uh, these guys?
2: Yeah, so obviously, we're still in the middle of the wonderful coronavirus. And then last week, we found out that we're not going back to school, and we're all educators. So I'm sure a lot of us have some little bit of extra time. So what are you guys doing to keep yourself busy, since you can't go out and train your athletes all the time? So Joe, let's go ahead and start with you.
1: Sure. Um, well, two things that have really changed in my life. Number one is uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was lucky enough to uh, buy my first grill. So I've been learning that. Right. Mm-hmm. I uh, burned a, uh, a set of ribs last night, which is really great. Um, so enjoyed those. Uh, so that's been one thing. And then the second thing is that my own training has uh, kind of stepped up. I've been doing a lot of things that um, not so much just increasing my mileage, but really focusing on um, doing the things I should be doing as far as like you know weight training and uh, stretching, all that stuff. Um, not just to help my own uh, training, but like it's going to be stuff that I want to use in the you know upcoming cross country season or next track season as well. So I feel like uh, minus a you know nagging injury, I'm probably the healthiest I've been um, you know running wise in in a while. So.
2: That's a huge positive. Jace, what about yourself?
3: Cool. Um, Well, like Joe, I've actually been doing some training myself. Uh, Not much running, um, but I do have access to to a bike, so I've been been biking a lot more. Um, And then I've actually gone the educator route and taken a look at several of the classes that I teach and see how I can do a little bit better. I've done a lot of reading, um, gone to a couple of uh, professional development sessions, and so that's that filled up my time
2: uh, a lot more than than I had anticipated, really. Sweet. Yeah, I think we're all just trying to keep busy. Um, right. The only downfall. I don't know about a few of you guys are having this issue, but sometimes being home myself with a my wife and three kids, I feel like I eat more than I've, never, I've ever had my life going from. So Jason knows my eating habits. I didn't eat breakfast. Uh, I usually mm-hmm. a drink or nothing for lunch, fasting 20 to 20, 20 hours a day, give or take. And now I'm eating three meals a day. So, uh, completely different. So, congratulations to you gentlemen. Yeah, but see Eric, I I
3: understand that. So, my girlfriend actually just uh, essentially moved in with me, so we've been doing a lot of uh, of chowing down, trying new recipes, so I get that one, man.
2: It's brutal. Brutal, brutal, brutal. The only positive in my book is similar to you, Joe. Grill, 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 smoke, smoke, smoke. Meat every day, it's amazing. (laughs) So, uh, what does y'all's take on the current status of sports here in Illinois, for the most part, IHSA? How does it make you feel, not being out there with your athletes? What do you think is going to happen? There's a big monumental decision coming tomorrow, hopefully. At least some sort of guidance coming out of that meeting.
1: Sure. Well, if the question is, you know, how many times I've cried myself to sleep at night, um, I don't know. We're just going to go with double digits. I feel like that would be a safe, safe bet. But obviously, it's a huge disappointment. Um, you know, we've been talking through this with several athletes. Uh, you know, at least a lot of them are going to be fortunate enough that they'll be back for the cross-country season or the next track season. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's it's the seniors, you know, that it was their last shot at these things. That really makes it tough. Um, yeah, I mean, with the, the you know, announcements going to come from, I say, tomorrow, I think we all know or kind of expect what that's going to be. Um, We've kind of been making plans about what, what do we want to do to finish this out this season to, you know, recognize uh, some of our seniors, um, even though we can't necessarily be together. Uh, And then, you know, what, what do people still want to get out of this if there's no actual competition at the end of the road? You know, what, what are their goals themselves, so.
3: Yeah, I mean, just building upon that, Obviously as a, as a coach, your heart goes out to the seniors. I mean, we all remember our senior year and how special it was just being on the, on the field, on the track for, for the last time. And just not having, I mean, Joe, Joe and I were in a meeting with our captains earlier and we talked about having that closure of a final season and really just a season in general. And so you, your hearts do go out to, uh, to those seniors and I, I know i i've only been in the role for for a short amount of time but I, i've really gotten a, gotten to know some of our some of our athletes and so i do miss being able to interact with them you know every single day and just getting to know them just how they're doing not necessarily just in the sport but how they're doing in life and and really in the classroom and just saw everything that comes with coaching
2: sure i got a quick follow-up question since you both mentioned it unless ryan unless you have one <laughs> No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I'll, t- I'll jump in after this one. <laughs> all right. So I could see you got something going there. But uh, so but you both spoke about seniors. Which on your girls uh, track team, which seniors do you think had that opportunity to really come out their senior year and really just explode and put it all together and end on a strong note?
1: Well, and you know, I risk, I don't want to forget anyone here. This is going to be the dangerous part of my answer. Uh, keep in mind,
2: nobody probably watches this. fair point so
1: we got some time yeah the the four or five people might call me out so So do you want me do you want me to let you
3: think about this because I've got somebody that comes yeah go ahead yeah sure definitely uh Lauren Wong um first and foremost uh she's somebody who's really been training very hard um especially in the off season to get to where she's at she um in the two indoor meets that we were able to go to, she was ranked fourth in the state and really had a chance to do something special in the triple jump. And, and it was really cool to see her just be so excited about that. And uh, again, somebody who is definitely a leader on the team, maybe not the most vocal leader, but every single person on the team looked at her and she just was one of those people that did everything right every single day. And, and you, as a coach, you want to see all of that hard work finally pay off. I mean, she's, uh, Joe, I don't know if you want to build upon on this list, but being able to work with her every day, just seeing how she, how well she does um, somebody that really could have done something special this year. For us. Sure. And she'll be well,
2: continuing her track career at Wesleyan, correct? Yes. Correct.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Well, she was the first one that came to mind for me as well. Just being, um, you know, have another shot at making it to the state meet, you know, she made it later last year uh, just missed making it to finals. And so I think that was something that, uh, she could have definitely done this year would have been really great. Could have come home with the mm-hmm. state medal. Um, and so that's, that's really too bad. You know, we've got seniors all across the board, um, that, you know, my mind jumps to the distance runners as well, just because I see them twice a year for cross country and for track. Um, but I also think, uh, you know, so I work with the, the boys, um, distance team as well. Uh, one thing that I can tell you that we're still going to try and work on here is uh, so Sam Lang, he's got a shot at um, a school record in the 1600. Um, Friday night, we're actually going to go out and give him his first shot at that. Uh, we're not going to bring the FAT out for him or anything, but he's going to run his own little time trial there, see if he can uh, take down Al Karius, uh, which would be a big deal. But, you know, there's there's so many seniors, both on the guys and the girls' side, that even though you know they might not have like a standout performance or was expecting a standout performance you know, making it to the state meet or doing well at the state meet I think for so many of them uh you know they're not necessarily going to compete in college and so this is this is their last chance to compete um you know in a a organized competitive running environment like this and that that's kind of the thing so you know at least Lauren yeah she's going to go to Wesleyan next year which is really great like her she's not done um but for several of them those those people that aren't going to make it a state meet this is this is their last shot at it.
0: And guys, let me jump in here and kind of just build on what you were just talking about so in a situation, Joe, you mentioned getting Sam out there and having him run in a situation where let's let's look at it semi-positively, but we all kind of know tomorrow, I just say, is probably going to cancel the state series, right? I mean, all they really officially are going to cancel is there's no state tournament for baseball or softball. There's no state meet for track. But is there a way, assuming stay-at-home order is lifted and all that, do you see a viability of some way of getting both the boys and the girls teams at least on the track for something before the end of the year? Well, I'll answer that in
1: in two two different ways. number one, uh, the the website that we use uh, from for you know aggregating most of our results, Athletic.net, dot uh, they've come out recently with this option to host virtual meets. Uh, so some of the the events would be obvious. You, know, you can go out and GPS a one mile run. And so all you need to do is go out, garmin that, and you can upload your results, and then you can compare across you know several different teams. Um, and then some of the events, obviously, are going to be tough to do. Not everyone can go and, you know, pole vault or something. And so they added things like, you know, the standing broad jump or um, I think box jumps was in there. I don't remember how those were going to work exactly. But, you know, so that's one option that we have. Those would obviously still be individual things. Um, you know, it's interesting. The it, I mean, it really just depends on how long this all lasts, right? Uh, you know, I know that some of the summer Um, like USATF Illinois has canceled their summer series already. Like that's, that's done. Um, but there is still one meet that has potential of happening. It's in June. It's like the first or second weekend in June, I think it's up in Chicago, uh, where they still plan on putting that on. But I think that's going to be kind of a top end caliber meet. Um, I mean, I guess the short answer to your question is like, would I love to do something? Yeah. I just, I'm really struggling with it. Is it going to be feasible in the first place? Um, because things have to turn around real fast for that to happen. Because I don't, I don't, I don't see you know these stay at home orders or having you know events of over 50 people, you know that all being lifted within the next month, you know. So I guess we'll just have to play it by ear. I'd love to do something, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean,
3: even if it's something as small as just like an intro squad meet where we're able to just hang out for a couple hours and really don't matter, marks don't matter. It's just us getting together one last time. It's something that we've had a conversation about briefly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The idea of the virtual meet just sounds really cool. That's really creative that they came up (laughs) with that idea. Uh, Let me ask you guys this question. Just... um, from you guys mentioned that you're both still kind of doing some training. I know Eric and I have both, you know, tried to get out and exercise during this quarantine period as well. Just if you were giving advice to your athletes or just to the average person listening to this, what would be your advice as far as like training during this time period?
1: And go first, Chase.
3: Uh, Sure. I mean, Honestly, the best thing that you can do just for the average person is get up off the couch. First and foremost, whether it's, I mean, I I do yoga most mornings and and just doing something briefly like that for 15 minutes. If it's going outside and, and going for a walk, you know, just keeping in mind that sitting on the couch for, you know, eight, 10 hours a day, laying in bed, like I'm sure some of our athletes are watching Netflix or Hulu and it's, it's not good for you. And at least just getting out and doing something and, and getting your, getting your, your muscles going and your blood flowing and, and up your, your joints a little bit. I, I don't know. I, that's the first thing that comes to mind here of just go out and do something, whatever it is at your ability level. If it's, you know, some high level training and that's great. If, if it's just going and walking miles, I, I mean, that's fine too.
1: Yeah, I think the toughest thing here is just keeping, you know, the motivation to go out and do it every day. Oh, yeah. It's one, it's one thing to, you know, you get that first week under your belt and you're feeling really good and then a mm-hmm. second week rolls by and it's tough. I think one thing for me um, is that you, you just try to make it measurable, right? So whatever it is that you're doing, you know, if you, if you, if you want to go and you'll know, make pushups part of your routine, right? So like this week, you know, I'm going to try an average, you know, 20 push-ups per set, you know, what can I do mm-hmm. next week, you know, do do something or find some way that it's measurable and you can compare it with yourself and see the improvement, uh, you know, and it, that just, it, motivation is going to be the toughest thing, I think, during this time, and that's why I started to realize with the, the training mm-hmm. stuff that I've been pushing out is, you know, it's going to get monotonous, and so we've been doing a lot of, like, race simulation, things where they can see it's like oh i am really improving you know i was able to do this race simulation at like a five ten mile pace last week but this week i did in 455 and you know i think that's the only way you can motivate yourself is being able to compare with yourself across across weeks or months even
3: right or even i mean keeping in mind the the whole idea of social distancing I, i see people i live i live close to close to the trail that I can just look out my window and, and watch people, you know, six feet apart, just, you know, jogging together, biking together. Um, I've personally done virtual, you know, we go on Zoom here and you're, you're working out with somebody through Zoom and just having that, you know, by yourself. It does. That, I mean that you lose motivation. So, I mean, maybe just having somebody there with you in, in terms of, whatever you can do to have somebody there with you going through it with you. It just, it kind of helps with that.
0: Yeah.
2: Good points. Good points. Very good point. So Joe, this one's straight up to you. So what's it like to come back to Morton high school where you graduated from and be a coach?
1: That's a great question. Um, well, once you get, get past the first name barrier, you know, it's, it's just so much easier, right? Uh, I can, I can tell you, not just from coaching, but from teaching, you know, the the math department, when I walked into that um, I want to say there were probably four or five teachers that were still in the math department that I had had as teachers, you know, and obviously Joel's there, the head cross-country coach. He um, uh, was my cross-country coach when I came through. And it was interesting though, because, you know, our assistant coach, um, Dave Getz, you know, we were on the cross-country team together um, he was a senior when I was a freshman and we both had, uh, Zara as our coach. Um, but I can tell you there's a, there's a very good reason for why I wanted to come back to Morton and to teach and to coach. Um, and it's because I, you know, enjoyed being a part of those programs so much. And so it's really, it's, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it, um, and really looking forward to be, you know, continuing those programs. Uh, You know, it was a little bit weird at first, because I think that, um, you know, stories had gotten told about you, maybe a little bit to the athletes, and so now (laughs) there's this person coming to life out of these stories, Um, but they got over that real quick as well, so it was a little weird for the students, but I think they're used to it now. Um, I, I do have to say though, I think I get made fun of a lot more from the rest of the faculty than I would have otherwise had I not, you know, been a student at Morgan High School, but, uh, no, you get used to it pretty fast, but I, I very much have enjoyed
0: the experience so far. I like it. It's, diff- it's different when people don't meet you till you're in your twenties compared to when everybody knew you when you were 14. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: You're coming in with a lot of baggage. Yes. I, I get reminded of things all the time of what I did when I was in high school, both, <laughs> good and well mostly bad you know so (laughs) it is what it is
2: so let's uh wrap this up on a very interesting note what in your all's opinion as track coaches and former athletes and current athletes for that matter what is the hardest track and field event to prepare for and participate in as a high school athlete do you only take this one you can both tackle it i mean it's a, it's well, kind of like that wild card.
1: Sure.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I I think
3: it, it, me and Joe have gone back and forth with this question. I mean, even pre-show, um, are you talking about just from a technical standpoint in terms of you know the skills that you have to have, or in terms of your, the, how intense the actual training is going to
2: be? You know, I. Whenever your definition is, we'll roll with it.
3: Okay. Well, then the Joe go. If, going, if, I'll give my
1: answer first. If yeah, you if you want, you want to stick with that. the
3: the skills one, sure. I, I think
1: I can tackle the. Well, I, I'm going to lay, lay out an course argument course. for you here because, as as a distance coach, you know, <coughs> I, I would you you could set your see that I would maybe want to lean towards the 800. You know, it's a very difficult mm-hmm. uh race. It's a it's a nice combination between um you know speed and endurance, and so you can make an argument for. I think the 800 the 400 and 300 hurdles all kind of fit in that boat as far as being combinations of speed and endurance. However, I think that if you, if you watch a good 800 runner run 800 versus watching a bad 800 runner run 800, like they're doing the same thing. They're just, you know, slower. But if you've ever watched a good athlete uh, compete in the triple jump versus, you know, just, just your, even your average high school student, there is a, big difference and so I think the triple jump is the most challenging event to uh, train for and really excel at that's my answer.
2: Chase you want to add anything to that?
1: Um, well it, yeah I mean
3: if you talk to 98 percent of the track coaches they're going to go to the 400, 800, and 300 hurdles easily um, but to just support you know Joe's point here you could throw in uh throw in the pole vault there uh it's it's just a different set of skills other than I mean for somebody who doesn't know track you, on the outside looking in you you kind of see oh they're just running right you know why most people make the joke of you know why would you run that's like punishment for our sport and to where it's you know it's competitive for for the people in the track community but uh as far as Probably the most uh, intense training and preparation. Um, probably have to go with the 800, just because you get that full range of needing that speed work it, on you know, a consistent basis and the distance work on a consistent basis. Uh, it's just a wide range of running abilities, but um, I, you can make an argument for, for any of those events.
0: Hey guys, before, first of all, really interesting stuff right there. Before we let you go, let's ask one more fun question and then we'll wrap up the show. So um, you guys, I mean, obviously both successful athletic careers of your own. So give me one memory, whether it's high school, college, grade school, I don't care, but some athletic memory that just really sticks out in your mind.
1: Hmm. I feel like so you got an easy choice other,
3: there, Jace. Other other than beating Joe in cross country, but uh, no, I'm I'm joking, I'm joking. Um for high school for me, uh just the whole first year of cross country. Um I didn't run cross country till till my senior year. I was a football player and so getting accepted by the just the cross country community, not only my own teammates, but um, other uh, members of other teams and parents and it's just it's a great community of of athletes and of people to to be around um i'm sure baseball is is the same thing and it was just a very eye-opening experience that you know you don't think a whole lot about the, the cross country teams. You know, football in the fall is is the dominant sport and moving from that sport to cross country, that's probably some of the most memorable times in my whole athletic career is coming from just this one season of cross country and the friends that I've made. And I still keep in contact with some of them. And uh, it, it was just an awesome, awesome experience. So when you say, you know, Ryan, when you, when you say we're what was your your most exciting experience it was it was running at the state meet my senior year of cross country for the very first time and it was just this crazy experience of you know what how many how many people would you say 8,000 people on a cross country course yelling and screaming their heads off and uh, I don't know everybody cheering for each other and competing hard and uh, that's, that's an athlete that's all you can ask
0: for absolutely absolutely Joe what about you
1: well, so I'll build off of that question you asked before about coming um, back and coaching at a place where I ran. And that's, uh, you know, the program's really changed a lot from, uh, well, so my my sophomore years when Joel Zare took over as, um, you know, the head cross-country coach, and we, <laughs> we were not a good team. Um, <laughs> and so I let's see so my sophomore year yeah we were not very good uh we didn't have any thoughts of even going to the state meet um hadn't been to the state meet in I don't know how long as a team um maybe sent a few individuals along the way but so my junior year I made it as an individual uh, but then my senior year we uh we sent the the boys team which is the first time in like 50 years or something like that
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um you know we placed ninth which we thought was really good at the time and was, you know, a big improvement of where the, um, you know, the team had come from. But since that time, uh, our cross country program has taken an individual or team uh, on either the guys or the girls side every year uh, since that, you know, 2000, well, so since 2009 when I made it. And uh, this last year then when we, uh, the boys team, um, you know, just missed out on a trophy at the state. I meet. Mean, like that's that just goes to show how uh, consistent and, you know, strong coaching um, can develop a program and get athletes to really buy in. Because at the end of the day, it's not the coaching that gets us there, it's the athletes. And if they bought into the program, um, you know, it just makes it a lot of fun. And so, it you know, it's tough to choose between, uh, you know, when we made it there as a team now I was in high school versus this, this past season. Uh, seeing the boys accomplish what they did, because uh, it's one thing to do something individually, which I think a lot of people, is, or people think cross country is an individual sport, but um, it changes everything when you start thinking about it as a team sport, and you think about, uh, you know, the reason that you go and you race is because you're doing it for the guys that are on the line with you, and so watching them this past fall was, you know, I would say that's probably one of my uh, uh,
0: top moments for my coaching career, without a doubt. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, We really appreciated some insight into both the track and cross country world that I think a lot of our listeners slash viewers probably haven't had before. So we really appreciate you taking some time today.
2: Definitely. Thank you, gentlemen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us.
0: Yeah, no, thank you guys. And maybe, maybe we'll do it again sometime. You know, we'll talk hopefully maybe in the fall if we get some cross country or maybe next spring actually up some races um but we really we really appreciate it and again for everybody who's listening today really appreciate you spending a little time with all of us so for eric
2: joe and jace i'm ryan linley join us next time on powder time